This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn along with Steve Sargent. And we are talking about Proverbs 3 because it's just a great series of verses. And it says, My son, do not forget my teaching. Let your heart keep my commandments for the length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. So obviously, if we keep God's commandment, we do the right thing. That adds a lot of peace. Yes. And a lot of, a lot of joy to our lives. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck so that you will find favor and good success in the sight of the Lord. Then you have trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him for he will make your path straight. These are all, they're just a series. They're kind of set up in the same thing. Don't forsake my teaching. And then what's the reward in verse two? Length of days and years and peace that will add to you. So we guys, we start right there. Don't forget my teaching. Keep my commandments. Mm-hmm. Length of days are there. Peace. And peace. Just to have length of days and peace. And then we need peace now more right. than ever. Right. To know that you're in, because there's a calm and a peace in the midst of, like in our world now, there's so much right. controversy. But to know you have peace because of your relationship in following Christ, right? that's priceless. Yeah, I think, I mean, to have confidence coming before God, I'm going to talk about that. That's First John 5, 14 and 15. I mean, you can have confidence when you come before the Lord, Hebrews mm-hmm. chapter 4, because your relationship, I think that's part of it too. But when you come to God, if you really want him hearing your prayers, I mean, we do need to be doing the right thing, right? Sure. I mean, living in God's will and praying for God's will, I mean, that's the way God's going to actually listen to us. But mm-hmm. that length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you, it doesn't guarantee that every single person is a Christian, is going to live a long, long life because we know that's not true. I mean, mm-hmm. there's Steve um, Arcelic, it's a great guy, died serving this church at the mm-hmm. age of 55. So we've all seen situations like that where some. my dad died at age 59. He was a pastor. So mm-hmm. I don't think that just because you're doing the right thing and serving the Lord means guaranteed long life. But I think you're way more likely to have that and certainly peace during your years if you're doing the right thing because you just don't have as much to worry about. I mean, if I'm, if I'm being honest with you, I don't have to worry that you're going to find out I wasn't. If I'm being moral, I don't have to worry about the fact that, oh, okay, what if somebody finds out I was immoral or I did this thing that was inappropriate and you got to look over your shoulders. That's right. So it does add peace. And yeah. also, even in our the length of life does not necessarily mean long life, but even like if your father passed away at 59, had he not lived like he lived, he maybe he only made it to 40 right. as an example. So it's not as long as we want it, but it could very well still be longer than what it would have right. been. Right. Yeah. My dad, my granddad, they were, they were both just great people, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll look forward to seeing them again. I mean, that's the hope that we have. It says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness uh, forsake you, bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. And then the promises. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. So you want to have a good reputation in the sight of God. You want to have a good reputation in the sight of man. You want to find favor with people. You want to find success. And then it starts with steadfast love and faithfulness. Yes, it does. So why do you think that is? You know, they, you've got a steadfast love and faithfulness, and that's kind of how you. Well, if we have steadfast love and faithfulness with God, that relationship translates into us having, you know, we're easier to get along with. We're more understanding to even our enemies. 
right. no, we bring an atmosphere of peace in our world. Yeah. I, th- I think if you're faithful to things, you know, you're a person of your word, you're faithful to your convictions, you're faithful to your spouse and your family, your friends, your church. And you just, you're just one of those people that can, when I think of faithfulness, I think of somebody who's dependable. I think of somebody who's there when they say they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. I think of somebody who's doing the right things, you know, that is faithful to God. That's huge. And then there are people full of love. Like what's not to like about that. Yeah. When you think about it, I mean, if you got somebody who loves who legit, you know, they love you, they care about you, they're dependable. Yeah. They're the kind of people that are going to find favor with God and others because people are going to see it. That's true. That's something that, um, will really add to a person's character and reputation. Right. right. So people that aren't faithful, you know, they just don't have that that faithfulness. That's not what I would want to hang around, right. to be honest. You know, there's plenty of people that are all over the map. I don't think I'd want to put a <laughs> invest a lot of time into that. You know, you want to invest time into people, you know, they, they know where they're headed and they're rock solid and good people and they're the ones you tend to rally around. Yeah. yeah and they're true. the ones in the community that have a good reputation, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's important. Then the famous verse in the set of promises is trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I mean, we've kind of chosen that one out of all of them to make a memory verse. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people study because, man, when you trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding, that can work in a lot of ways. Yes, it does. Because our understanding is that um, it doesn't seem possible. Right. It doesn't seem legit. This isn't the way it ought to work, but we're not leaning on our own understanding when we're trusting him. Right. Especially at, in times of, of trouble or controversy, you know, our instant natural reaction is going to often be contrary to what he said right. for us to do. No, I agree. So, so, and also when it comes to salvation, you know, you mean just believe in Jesus? Like that's all I have to do is trust in him. That's a faith step. I mean, that's a, no, I can't lean on my own understanding. And it says that when we acknowledge God, right, you know, acknowledge in all your ways, acknowledge him, he'll make your path straight. And I've so often thought about that when you're setting out in a day and perhaps not thought about it enough. Mm -hmm. But I do remember days where you intentionally think about it. And before you start your day, acknowledge God. Yes. Acknowledge your need of God. Acknowledge that he exists acknowledge that he's got a plan acknowledge do you know what i'm saying like he just says if you acknowledge me i'll direct your path i'll make it straight i'll help you along the way but it starts with not doing everything i want and then when i get into trouble and things messing up i'm crying out for god how about at the get-go yeah that's true i told a, a group at church not too long ago we'll often go to each other for stuff. And I'm not talking about we all have friends or people we can talk to or confide in, but why not talk to God? Right. Like I can tell you an issue you can't fix. Right. Agreed. Why why not talk to the one who can? can? Right. And then I should more or less be able to share a testimony with you of how I depended on God for that and how he worked it out. Right. Instead of like pouring out all of our issues on one another when we have very limited power on our own to right. fix them anyway, trust him in that regard and right. see how it works. And it will develop our relationship with him and our trust will grow in him. Right. 
Because you're depending, depending on him. On you're, him. you're coming to the Lord, yes. depending on him. He's going to direct your paths. So many times I needed wisdom, and I come to God and I ask, and I look for his direction. Mm-hmm. And he directs in a lot of ways. A lot of times it's through the Bible. The Spirit might nudge in a certain way. Uh, you hear what other people have to say. Like, I like to work when I'm making big decisions. I don't like to make them alone i like to have other people involved i like to get the input of other people Mm -hmm. realizing that god at times is going to lead through that too especially when those counselors are godly counselors and people of prayer and it gives you a different perspective i think you need to do that so again my job is to trust the lord not just part of me like all my heart and just trust him every day people go through a lot of hard things too where you really is a challenge i think to trust the lord like when i think of you know friends who've lost loved ones i think of uh, people lose jobs at times. It's just, man, it's hard. Does God really know what he's doing right now? You know, I'm going through a very difficult uh, stretch of my life. Right. And the bereavement aspect is so, can be so devastating right? for a lot of people, especially when you have folks who, who have lost a loved one, maybe to a drug overdose or a suicide or murder, something right. sudden um, and often young. Right. It can be very devastating. Right. That's, that's tough on, on families and friends. And, and some, some people I know have gone through them back to back before they can even recover from one. There's another situation like that. And those are very heavy burdens to bear. Right. How can you even, you know, from our perspective, you look at it like, how could you on your own ever mm-hmm. make it? And that's when we really need to put our trust in God because it doesn't make sense. It hurts there's a, a big question mark in your head there. You have all of these negative aspects behind it. But if you trust God, like with your all, like you said, with all of your heart, like the Bible says, it's amazing how he will help us. Right. He will. Well, I've heard a lot of people say, I don't know how I'd make it without God. I yeah. do see people go through difficult times. Like sometimes you, you see the situations that somebody's encountered their illness, their limitations uh could be an accident or something happened and you realize life's never going to be the same for them as what they envisioned it to be and that's a hard hard thing to go through you know when you realize you suffered such a loss of how things were maybe you lost a spouse or uh, somebody you know i saw pictures of somebody i didn't even know them uh, on instagram and they're uh, paraplegic so they i think i said that yeah paraplegic so they were showing all the things that they'd done. They've jumped out of airplanes. They've gone skiing. Uh, they've gone to the beach. They've gone, you know, in other words, on their on their wheelchair with skis right. and stuff. They've tried to do so many things, but you also realize, yeah, they they have a road different than the rest of us have, mm-hmm. right? And that's a challenge too. Mm-hmm. That yeah. So that's again, have. you got to trust in the Lord and just allow Him to make your pass right. Yeah. Lord, I don't know how it's all going to work out. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to trust in you. And a lot of times it's just doing the right thing. And uh, for instance, let's say if there's a, sometimes I've seen this happen where a young lady has a breakup or she's having encountering bills. Some guy comes along, well, hey, if you live with me, which means sleep with me, I'll come be there and I'll pay the bills and you'll be okay. But that's not what God says. <laughs> so now you have a choice between leaning on your own understanding or leaning on God's understanding. Yeah. And which choice are you going to make? That's right. Right. We do have the option of making decisions. Right. But that's where I think a practical application of that would come into 
well, I, I can't do that because that's not what God wants me to do. So I'm going to turn that down and push that aside. And then uh, in verse seven, be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil because part of wisdom is turning away from bad stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshing to your bones. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear God and turn away from evil. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I think with a broken, how many times in this world do we hear follow your heart? Oh, yeah. Follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart. <laughs> Right, but you don't realize your heart's a broken compass. How in the world are you going to follow? When you're out there in the woods and the confusing aspects of the society, your heart may be leading you in the exact wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Grass is greener syndrome, right? Like there's something better for me. And I'm going to, and actually, we at times can embrace evil and and justify it. We rationalize the things that we do that are wrong and have an an amazing penchant for it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely actually so he's saying no you gotta you gotta turn away from evil don't turn toward evil don't be wise in your own eyes don't mm-hmm. think that that's something that's going to make life better for you if you do the wrong thing the fact is it won't that's right it may feel like it's right right um but it is not and the closer we get in our relationship to god we have a greater understanding for that. And that's why we should always ask God for wisdom. Right. Absolutely. Always ask him for wisdom. I, I like how it says it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because evil's destructive. And remember David when he was, man, I forget if it was Psalm 32, I think. Psalm 32 where he's making his confession uh, to the Lord and he feels the weight. Like he said his strength was sapped before he had acknowledged his sin. Like mm-hmm. his strength was sapped. He felt God's hand heavy on him, and finally he confesses the things that he's done wrong. He's going to make stands to do the right thing. That was refreshing to his bones. Like That brought healing to him, where doing the wrong thing actually brings a certain amount of weight. It says in the Bible in uh, 2 Corinthians 6, I believe it is, that we're not, we're all a uh, temple of the Holy Spirit, yes. and we're not built for, whether it's first or second, I was just in that passage actually, but it's like our bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So don't don't be involved in sexual sins because you're sinning against your own body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And then the, the wisdom of man or our earthly wisdom, some of it doesn't make sense. That's why we have God and we depend on him and his wisdom. Right. Because it will work out right. under his wisdom. Right. No, I agree. And then honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. And I love that. Hey, if you give to God, he's going to give it back. Mm -hmm. So honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of your produce. And the principle there is when we give to God, we give off the top. We don't say, hey, God, when something's left over, if anything's (laughs) left over, I'll give to you. You make sure God gets his cut. He'll take care of the rest. That's right. We gets his off the top, like you said, and let him bless it and mature it. And how do you find wow. that is in your church with the believers? You know, I mean, are they pretty solid on tithing? Oh yes, we have. So Church of God in Christ, yes, I mean, they're pretty it's, it's like real strong that way. It absolutely is. Yes, okay. and we have, including myself, I can tell you many stories about how I've been blessed by doing those things. Right when it didn't make sense. Right. Um, God is faithful with His word. Right. And if God is lying or he can't be trusted, we're all doomed anyway. Right. No, absolutely. What are, what are so we all doing here? You might, might as well take him at his word because, hey, we're not going to make it anyway. Right. If he's, I've if always been provided for. I, I look at it in my life and, yeah, I, you give up a lot to, be a, to go into ministry. Sure. 
you know you're never going to make the money you would make if you did an equal job in the secular world, mm -hmm. you know, an evil, equal type of job. And that's okay because you realize, and then when you're in ministry too, you still give. Like you don't say, well, I'm getting the tithe. I don't give a tithe. No, you give a tithe too, just like everyone else, because then that goes into your brothers who are working and missions and everything else that tithing goes into. But yeah, you're going to give your percentage. And I've seen God bless that mm -hmm. over and over again, where I don't even worry about it. I just look at that. That's not spendable money. That belongs to the Lord. Yes. And I'll have everything I need. And I have. You know, I have, um, I was in um, Memphis. I'm sure you, I don't know, maybe you did or didn't hear about the situation in Memphis last night. Uh, with some some guy, no. I think it was like 19 years old, uh, carjacked someone just going around at random shooting people. Oh, my goodness. All over the city. They had the city on lockdown. The taxi cabs, bus transportation, everything was closed. The, they had a minor league baseball game that every, had to lock everybody in. This went on for like four or five hours. Thank God they got him last night. But I was in Memphis in the fall in a church service, sitting there in church, and God impressed on my heart to bless someone financially that I knew they, they don't live there. They had came from out of town. They weren't with me, but I knew them. I obeyed what I believe God laid on my right. heart. Later on, I'm going back home to my hotel, which is just outside of the city. And I stopped to get gas. And, uh, I put my, I felt like, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I felt like ah, I shouldn't go to this gas station, but I'm gonna tell you the gas was real cheap. And it wasn't as high as it is now. Right. But even then, it was like 30 cent less than anything else on that strip. Right. So I'm going to go pull in there and go get gas, even though I felt like, don't go here. That's what I kept feeling that. Don't go here. Put my uh, debit card in, and it said, sell can cancel. I'm like, what's wrong with this? Like, it didn't have an out of order sign or anything. Right. I did it again. It said, sell canceled. I felt an even stronger urge to not be there. Right. I get back in. I'm by myself. I get back in, and... um I get in my vehicle, I go to pull away, and my driver's side door opened. Now, there was nobody in my vehicle, but there was a guy standing in front waving at me, and he said to me, he didn't come up to the vehicle, he said, someone just got out of your vehicle. I never saw him. So in other words, they, while what? I was pumping gas, somebody on the other side got in my vehicle, probably trying to take whatever or either take the vehicle, because you know how you do. Well, Where he's in the back seat or the front seat? I, he was in the front. I never saw him. I wasn't paying attention. I'm at the pump, you know? Like we oh, all he jumped to. out before you got back Before in I got back in, but the, he yep. didn't close the door. The door was just ajar. But right. when I pulled up, it came, it swung open. So, long story short, I had to make sure my stuff was still there. I mean, I pulled out, I got out of the area. Right. But I had to make sure my stuff was still there because I had a change of clothes right. and everything. Right. And, no, you know, you got your wallet, you got stuff in your vehicle. Sure. You're traveling. I'm 700 miles from home. When I got back to my hotel and I realized everything was intact, I was safe, then God confirmed to me my obedience and doing what he had asked me to do in church earlier to give something to someone is his protection over me when I was getting ready to get robbed. That's, That's awesome. All yeah. in the same day. Right. All in the same day. So the little bit that I gave out of obedience was this compared to what could have happened? Even right. if they would have just, they and could have kidnapped me. You think of what is going on. I mean, with carjacking, yes. Presby carjacked, or the violence. Somebody was just uh, killed. A runner was just killed in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Yes. I believe it was yep, and right by the school. It said that um, in Genesis six. I just read it the other day, and it was talking about how man's every inclination was only evil all the time. And it talked about violence on the earth, mm -hmm. just how much violence there was. And I think about our society today 
And do I worry about the stuff when I'm out running or going to the West Side Market? No. And I was walking around downtown Cleveland last Sunday. No, I'm yeah. not worried about it. But I do recognize there are, there are significant problems in this country, and we don't have the respect for life that we need to have. But if you honor God, he's going to honor you. Mm-hmm. And I love your barns will be filled. And then my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. And so there you have it where, hey, there are some times where God brings some hardships in your life to bring mm-hmm. you back in line because, you know, we needed to get cracked on. And that's God's love, man. Don't look at that and say, oh, God hates me. No, sometimes you're going through a hard time because God loves you. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get you back to where you needed to be all along to start with. That's very true. It doesn't feel good. But when you sit down and look at it, and especially if you endure it, You'll, you'll be thankful for it. And it does show you're one of God's kids. Yeah. So like you said, if, if, you, if he's not chastising you at times you're doing the wrong thing, are you one of his own kids? Because he's going to. And that comes back in Hebrews chapter 12, actually, where it talks about the discipline. You know, father's discipline is they thought best. The Lord disciplines mm-hmm. us to bring this harvest of righteousness in our life and peace. So again, in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 12, you have a lot of those pairs of, this is what I want you to do. This is the blessing if you do it. Here's what I want you to do. This is the blessing. So read through it. My encouragement would be read through it again. We've been mm-hmm. talking about it today, but read through it and meditate on it, reflect on it. A lot of great verse, a lot of great truth here. You all have an awesome and a blessed week.